Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazzoway, Clarence Black in our studios. The Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington. Another day, another uh, another dollar, man. Just trying to get through. Lousy day out there today. My yeah. dog is going nuts, CB. Yeah. He hates thunderstorms. This Aww. guy, I feel terrible for him, man. Uh, I'm getting pissed, bro. You're getting, getting pissed. pissed. I'm, getting, I'm getting. I'm getting. I'm. I, so at first I was upset, you know, just the thing. But now I'm just getting pissed because this thing is turning into something stupid. You know, we got, and you know, we don't do politics. We avoid it. But yeah. at, Peter King was on was on Colin, and and Peter King is like the day that we are now going to take a man as respected with the resume mm-hmm. of Anthony Fauci. And and sh- and take a shit on them because it it fits our political Correct. agenda or what or what we want to happen economically. Right. Peter King just goes. I, I, basically, he was like, "I'm lost." Yeah. And I'm like, if that if Peter King is telling you, I don't know how they're going to make this work, because he's like, someone's going to get it at some point in the NFL season. Somebody's going to get it, and then at that point, what are you going to tell the other guys and the other? He's like, no. It, Nobody has a freaking clue. Anybody in sports that says they have a clue, we need to just basically say play at your own risk, view at your own risk, and then let's just and do everything at your own risk. I guess that that's that's life right now. Basically. Yeah, absolutely. And, and open as, it all. Open it all up. Open the, your damn business. Well, do the it. Thing. Like this is crazy. Each, each state has their own rules. Yeah, man, I'm I'm it, so pissed off right now, man. Don't I'm so don't, don't be pissed. I, I'm trying not to be, man, but it's like people are dying. I get it. And I get you. I, if you're a business owner, man, you ain't got to sell me because, bro, I get it. Yeah, it's a terrible time to be a business owner. I get obviously. everybody. But the idea now that, man, we're looking for reasons to to push down on on, pe- on good people because it don't – you want to open your business, so here's what you do. You know, go go piss on a man that has dedicated his entire life yeah. to this profession yep, since because, the 60s. It, because it works for you. That's life, man. People are losing it, people you know? are like, you know, like we got our buddy Jess Monticello in the back. He's like a ray of sunshine. The last week, yeah. he's been I can see he's not the same guy. He's down. And I'm talking to him, what's the matter? He's like, I'm just done with all of this. You know, a lot of us are just done with all of this. I'm trying I I, I I'm am. trying my best. And I think I'm doing a good job of keeping a a yeah. good a good attitude, a fun attitude. Yeah, there's no sports on right now and I'm watching all the old sports. I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Matter of fact, our friend is on the phone with us now, Rod Beard. Rod, <laughs> my boy. Hey, Rod from the Detroit News. Rod, uh, what is bitching right now? We wanted to, to call you to bitch as well. How are you, man? Is, is it safe? It is. Come on on. We, we miss you. What's happening? Oh, okay. There sounded like a lot of anger. I didn't know if I was coming on at the right time or not. Is no. it the safe zone? It's Rod, great, yeah, man. It's, hey, it's Clarence. It's yeah, not me. Rod, listen, man. I, man, look, you a parent like me. You're a professional like me. You, you want to you us. You might as well be sitting here. But, like, you know, I'm listening to Peter King, and I'm feeling the same way, man. Like, we went from saying Fauci is like, you know, we got to listen to Fauci, man. This is the blip to, to like, now he's a, he's a quack. Because you know people want what they want. Like this is if you if I can't if I can't read something and trust it or listen and trust it or watch it and like I just I don't know man I don't know how you do what you do bro. No, it, it, you trust who you trust and you, you, your politics are your politics. But people can flip so quickly on 
based off of what the leadership in their party says. And you just got to be an individual thinker and That's say, it. this makes sense to me. I agree with this or I disagree with this and just leave it at that. Cause it, it, it's not going to make sense. It's not always going to be logical the way that people think and, and believe things. And if they're going to turn on an expert in the area and say, no, he's, he's flaking out on us. Well, I mean, that's, that's your choice. This ain't that's going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. It's just a matter of you have to try to stay as healthy as you can, be as smart as you can. Don't don't storm the freaking capital. Don't go out in, in, in these huge gatherings. And now it brings us to our sports. I mean, yeah. how are we gonna how are we gonna get our sports back if we're gonna get our sports back? We're hearing the NBA is gonna try to put something together. Just a couple of days ago, we had guys like Shaquille O'Neal, George Carl say, just scrap this whole idea. Now there's people like LeBron James and you know people coming out saying, no, we got to get this season in. What's your take on that, Rod? Well, I, I, again, I think it, it's based off of your uh, allegiances and based off of your issues. And for a lot of people, it's money. And, and we think as sort of normal people that um, we try to keep our finances straight and live check to check or, or, or save a little bit if we can. NBA players are not very much different. Some of them do live check to check on a much larger scale than the rest of us. Right. And having this percentage of their check being stopped and, and potentially not being able to earn money throughout this time is tough on them the same sort of way. So you're going to hear people say they want to get back and play from a financial perspective, and some are going to say it just from a competitive perspective. Yeah, LeBron's going to say it because the Lakers are a team that has an opportunity to win a championship. Right. Do you hear somebody from the, the Cavs saying, hey, let's go out and do it? I mean, it, it's going to depend on where you are in some right. of those cases. Well, Steve Kerr has already said, hey, we're folded up for the season. And, that, and I believe that, and I think yeah. that's the way it should be. Personally, if the NBA comes back, I personally, Clarence and I have discussed this. We each have our own opinion. I think they should just have a tournament, top eight teams between the East and West, four and four. That's it. Call it the David Stern Memorial Tournament. Play a few games. Give us a champion, and that's the end and, of it. And I think you play the all-star game format for charity in different places just to give people something to to see. Because, look, you're not going to tell me that whoever wins this concoction I'm going to consider the 2020 champion and hold him up in the same regard. Like, are we really going to have ring night? But and it's like a, you're the 2020. Like, come on, no, you're still a champion. You're not. You you end it part of the regular well, season, listen, and, and then the playoffs are going to. It's man, I, I know what people want, but this ain't this ain't was, UFC. Like, what was the last there's a time, process to this? What was the last time a six, seven, or eight seed won the NBA championship? Just God, give me the top four in each league. Rod, what's your take on this? I, I think it's going to be. Not necessarily an asterisk, but it's going to be different. And I agree with the point that you stop the season for three months and you restart it. Somebody's going to say, well, hey, we were playing at our peak when the season ended in, in March. And now three months later, we're not. Or what if the, the Nets come back and Kevin Durant is able to come in and play and they win this tournament? Are they the champion of this year? It's going to be a little bit different than what we've ever seen before, no matter how you do it. It's not going to be fair for everybody. And somebody's going to say, hey, I, this affected us in a negative way or this affected us in a positive way. Bring it back, but whatever you do, I, I think it has to be fair for everybody. And there's no incentive outside of maybe getting a higher draft pick for the Pistons, the Warriors, the Cavs, the Hawks, teams like that to go ahead and finish out the regular well, season. There was a point I thought they would finish the regular season out and, and continue with the playoffs. But now that we're going to be three months separated from when we stopped playing in the beginning, I don't think it matters as much right now. If you want to start the playoffs, start the playoffs. But what do it you, that way or, or do a tournament, whichever way works. What do you do with the Pelicans? 
I mean, the Pelicans were, were uh, I get it, they were right there, and I don't remember who was there, and I think Charlotte maybe was, was for that, that eighth spot. In the East, I mean, what do you? But it's Zion. You want to? I want to. I would rather see Zion play. I would rather see Zion play ten nah. exhibition All Star type games, just being athletic and going up and down for. And all you can offer me right now is the NBA is entertainment. This idea that you're going to come back with something meaningful hey. is crazy. With if no people in the stands, night, come on. If you man. watched last night, Golden State won back to back championships. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good with the old games. I really am. I don't give a damn. So I, I think I think it is some some form of entertainment. And if you're going to say these are the playoffs or some shortened form of the playoffs, and this is the champion of the 2020 season, I'm okay with that. But everybody's going to understand that there's something a little bit different about this right. this season, whether it's an asterisk or no asterisk, whatever you want to call it. Rod Beer, Detroit News, joins us uh, in our little argument here. Clarence Black, Tom Mazaway on the wrap on NRM Streamcast. Winter sports. Okay, so Rod, like just just your. So give me your gut, NHL and NBA, do you think they're done, and should they just be done? NHL's done. I I don't think NBA is done, and I don't think they should be. I just want to see what the plan is moving forward, whether they're going to do this bubble uh, idea of taking people out to Vegas or taking people to to, uh, Florida and finishing out the rest of the season or doing whatever, because these are NBA players. And you're going to say you're going to put a bubble over this city and not let the guys go out at night, which they're prone to do. Everybody's going to go back to their hotel and and, and read the Book of Mormons in their hotel room. I I don't think (laughs) that's what's going to happen. You're going to have somebody that gets outside the bubble and when you get someone who comes back positive, then you've got to shut the whole thing down again. And, and that's where the issue is now. If you get one or two positives or you get a number of positives, do you have to shut it down? And if you shut it down a second time, then it's done for good, period. Now, do you start it up again with this playoff format that we're talking about? Or do you just say, look, we're going to start our season in November, December, even January, and just start a new season? But then, guys... You lose your records. LeBron James loses all these games. There's a lot of history that changes if you cancel a season. Yeah, but I think we're talking about something that's bigger than history. That that the number of deaths that we have and how big this is yes. that sort of that moves ahead of everything else. Agreed. You, you, you can't have fans no matter what you do. But if it becomes a danger to the players themselves, then. It, and you just cancel everything and say that's that's it. We've had the Olympics be canceled. We've had um, other records and other seasons be wiped out by not having a season or not finishing a season. This is no different, and I would argue this is much more dangerous than anything that we've had in the past. So if we don't finish and we don't have records and we don't have everything else, you know what? People are just going to have to understand. That's just the way it is. Hey, look, on a much smaller scale here in Detroit, the USPBL, that's the United Shore Professional Baseball League, it plays in Utica. They got that, that that their league there, really nice, Jimmy John's Field. They're trying to say they're going to play on June 10th. Now, Andy Appleby, former you know Detroit Pistons executive, now he is that league owner. He's like, they're going to try to get the season underway and follow social distancing. They're saying their plan is to fill the stands to a third of its normal capacity, which is 1,500 seats. So they'll let 500 people in. And this stadium, you know, you sit anywhere you want, basically, as long as you're separated. You can go out to the grass. You can go to the ring around the stadium and sit around. That's their plan. Uh, Clarence is laughing at me right I am because you can't Easiness. enforce people, man. I'm just telling Anyone you. Anyone with children will tell you you can, you can do your best to contain them. 
But you can't, like, can't, these people are like two-year-olds right now. Yeah. They are. Like, people are dancing in the street. People are like, listen, you guys might need that. People are like, well, I'm going to barbecue, and we're going to dance as long as we six feet apart. Like, come on, man. Like, we are all two-year-olds deep down. We are, you are going, people are going to be, hey, oh, there's my buddy Rod. Like, yeah, we'll stay six feet apart. Rod, you're going to the USPBL? You're going to go to the stands and, and sit in there? Ugh. Uh, that, that's a no for me, dog. I'm 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 a pass right. on that. I'm just that, telling you. No, because it's and and that's what people are protesting about in Lansing is to say if I want to go to this game, let me go to this game. Don't make it illegal to go to the game, but give me the choice as a citizen to do that. And it's almost like um, wearing a, a helmet when you ride a motorcycle. Right. Don't make it illegal to do it, but if I want to do it and, I, and and something happens and I bash my head in the cement, then that's on me. That's my fault. Okay, cool. Knock yourself out with that. But again, that's why I don't have a problem with people protesting about it. Um, but if you don't want to wear a helmet on a motorcycle, do what do you. But if something happens, we had told you what the precautions were and what you should have been doing, and you chose not to do it. Cool. And whatever happens, happens at that point. So, Rod, to this end, let's go. Let's let's go to the big boys because it, this country moves and shakes to football. So, it's one thing to be a multimillionaire, and and you know you decide you want to go play, but we've got thousands upon thousands of of kids with parents. Your son comes to you and he says, hey, let's say for, he, your son plays at Iowa State. And they say, hey, the Big 12 is going to the Big 12 is going to have this thing with the uh, the SEC, dad. And, and I want to play. What are you telling your son? That is also a no for me. Dog. <laughs> that you, it's, it's, it's football that by the nature of the sport, you are making contact with all these other people. And it, it's the same as basketball. Basketball is you're, you're up close and you're touching. So. Are kids not going to, and college-age kids in this case, are they not getting out of the bubble and not um, t- uh, going out with other people at the end of the night or after the game? It's, the numbers are too big to be dealing with. I can see in basketball you've got 15 people and the supports, 15 players, coaches, and support staff. That's a manageable number somewhat. With a football team, you're, a college football team, you're talking about 80, 90 people plus coaches plus support staff. That's too big. That that number becomes too unwieldy and too unmanageable that someone can show up positive that next day. How many tests are you going to need to manage that big group of people across one team, across a conference, and across the country? I think people are just a little bit too anxious to get back into things without understanding how devastating this COVID-19 is. And in and, and Michigan, we should know because the numbers are, are, are really devastating. But there's no way you can convince me across the country that all of these college presidents are going to be down with, let's put these student-athletes, as they call them, in at risk in order to make a buck. And maybe they will. I may, Maybe they'll they'll do something shocking, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, everybody keeps saying, though, Rod, is, well, I, you know, everybody, every, all the kids want to play. It's like, well, yeah, they're kids. Like last time I checked, is <laughs> the adults are we're the, we're supposed to be the ones smart enough to say, hey, that's great. You would also jump off of the dorm, you know, butt naked on a bike if you could. Like, but luckily we do things to stop that. So I, this whole thing about well, the kids want to play is is ridiculous. Everybody wants to get back to, to normal, and I, I don't discount that at all. But again, it's just like the the helmet on a motorcycle everybody wants to ride the motorcycle but tell me to do it without a helmet and tell me to ride at 80 miles an hour 
And I, I, for me, I see too much risk in that, and I'm just not going to do it. And it's not going to happen with my kids either. Rod Beard, Detroit News, joins us on The Wrap. Tom Hazaway, Clarence Black, NRM Streamcast. How about uh, what are you hearing about the NBA? What do you think best-case scenario is for the NBA going forward? Best-case scenario is they get back to playing sometime in July, uh, and they can finish the season and in, in, in whatever version that looks like and um, get back and, and have – the start of next season in December. Um, that seems to be a timeline that's doable and workable, uh, but I just don't know how much of that uh, t- typical and traditional structure they're going to have with um, seven-game series in the playoffs. Is that really you don't need how seven. we're going to do stuff? They, they've got to be have some modifications to yeah. the way that they're looking at it. I was telling, I was telling uh, Clarence, I think best of three to start, then best of fives, and then call it a day. That's Just, just let's get it done. Play your games. And let's see who the best is of the of the final eight or ten teams. That's to me that that would work. Yeah, and I, I think some of that makes sense. That if you want to call it the top um, four in each conference or or the top eight in each conference, the, the way that they would normally do. But you've got to shorten the length of those series. Yes. You I, you can't play that many games because they're already talking about the number of tests they're going to need in order to do it. Yeah, and it's something like fifty thousand yeah. tests. Yeah. That's a waste. They need in order to, to do it in the traditional way. Yeah. And you can't convince me that that's not taking away from the general public and the number of tests that they would need. Yeah. So it, it, it's showing the division. It's showing um, almost the haves and the have-nots if you're going to use that many tests. I don't know if any of us, if we wanted to go out and get that number of tests, we couldn't do it. But no. you're, be right. you're saying that the NBA and the NFL and all of the sports leagues are that important that you're going to dedicate that number of tests, then that that brings up another set of issues. Well, let's face it. When we go get an MRI or we go get a test and we hope that, you know, we don't have cancer and stuff like that, these guys find out in a day we have to wait like a week, two weeks, three weeks to get our results. And then to do these tests, like you were saying, would be a complete sin. No way they can do that. And, Rod, I guess the yeah. other the other question for you, when when are you, you, Rod B, are going to feel comfortable going back in the box? To do the job, like when are you? I mean, when they say, "Hey, you can go," it's one thing for them to say, "Hey, you can go," but look, you man, you lo- you love your family. At least, I, I from based on the pictures I see on social media, <laughs> you love these people. So, I mean, you know what? What is has, have you had that? Have you had that conversation in the Beard household yet? And if so, like, what do you need to go back? Yeah, I, I, we we've had that conversation, and it's been. If you're going back into a bubble situation and they want to finish the season the way that it was, and you got 16 regular season games, that's probably four weeks. Pistons aren't making the playoffs, so it would just be me going in for four weeks. Not, No, I'm not trying to do that with all the uncertainty. And again, I just think there are people who are going to get outside the bubble, and as soon as somebody shows up positive, then everybody's heading back home. It's time to go. So for the start of next season, again, what what – safeguards are in place what types of things do they have to ensure that um what we do isn't dangerous for any of us from a media perspective we could do it at a distance we could have a a conference call with players in in a pregame and a postgame or after a, a practice so there's nothing that says we have to be there physically and i think that's where they would err if it came down to it is just say look media we'll give you as much access as we can at a distance but you don't need to be in the faces of these folks because we're we're not essential. Even in that bubble concept, media people 
physically are not a, uh, an essential element of not that. So I think if they do it, they're going to try to maybe let a couple of people in, maybe as pool reporters or to report back what they see visually. But for the most part, the rest of it is just going to be having folks be at a distance until they can get all of it under control. How have you enjoyed the last dance? Coming up to the last two segments uh, this yeah, Sunday. Get them. What are we going to do? I've seen them tweets. Tear their ass yeah. up, Rod. Go ahead, Rod. Fill us in. I, I think it's it's been... It's, it's been revealing in a lot of cases to, especially these last two episodes, to the type of competitor Michael Jordan is and um, where people maybe viewed him with ro- rosy glasses. Now they see that he was a bully in a lot of cases, with, with even with his teammates, of this is how we're going to do stuff. In terms of the Pistons and the way that they've been portrayed, I think it's sort of an injustice, and anybody who's watching it, if you hadn't seen the, the Bad Boys 30 for 30, you need to watch that. You need to watch stuff about the Celtics and the uh, Lakers beforehand to get a full historical context of it, because the the issue is that this last dance is, looks like it's going to be the definitive work. It's going to be what people go to as, here's what the actual history was, because there's so much of it. Um, in, in this documentary, but it doesn't really tell the truth about the Pistons, that they had one of the best backcourts in history uh, with Dumars and Isaiah Thomas. It doesn't say that this was a really good offensive team. It doesn't say that the Bulls, um, Utah Jazz at that time, were just as physical, if not more. I mean, people people completely forget about Carl Malone elbowing Isaiah Thomas and giving him 40 stitches over his eyes. Yes. It doesn't tell the complete picture, and it can't because the Pistons aren't the, the focus of this documentary, but it, it certainly tells them and shows them in a different light maybe what the true history of it is. Um, and, and Isaiah Thomas, they'll say um, that he was he didn't belong on the Dream Team because of harmony within the team and camaraderie, blah, blah, blah. But was he better than John Stockton at the time? That people are going to debate that too. Did he belong on the dream team? Is the bottom line, and yes, he did. Rod, it, the best thing I heard from that, and, and I was trying to get a friend. I told a friend, Magic Magic Johnson said it, talking when he was when he was talking about Jordan and Drexler. Michael doesn't want anyone to have anything over him. And if you look at the last twenty years, you can make the definitive argument. Well, there's only three people that get the best of Michael Jordan. One was Juanita in the divorce. Two was <laughs> mm-hmm. Wizards ownership, and number three was the Detroit Pistons, who he went three and one against. One and three. One and three against. Yeah. And and I think it just to this day, I told Mass the Pistons represent the red wine stain on his rug that no matter what he can scrub that shit till it, he ain't getting rid of it and i think that's why he always has to to make people understand it. how awful the pistons were because it's a stain he can't get rid of just like he got to say well the wizards ownership was you know it was it was it was all it was all them not that he drafted Kwame Brown it mean it's he just he refuses to accept that anybody got his goat Right, and, and I think that's a big part of it, too. And, and you can see even with um, his, his teammates that he had to lord over them. He had to be ahead of them. There was nobody who he could say, hey, this person got the best of me or this person I had to, to kind of fall down to. And there's so much stuff about Bill Cartwright, even in that interaction. I think that there was some stuff that Bill Cartwright was the guy that he said he wasn't going to pass the ball to or, or his uh. teammates shouldn't pass the ball to this guy. And Bill Cartwright is, is quoted as saying, hey, um, you ever tell anybody that about me again, and I'll I'll make sure you don't play basketball ever again. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't put in the documentary oh. at all. The, the thing to, to kind of keep in the back of your mind is Jordan and his production company had to get permission for all of this footage to be used. And in that, they had some editorial um, 
kind of veto on what went in it and what didn't go in it. So that said, there are some very compelling pieces of this that are in it, and, and a lot that was revealed about his character and what type of teammate and person he was, and then that he punched Steve Kerr and he punched Will Purdue too. But there aren't a lot of bad things in here that make you say he's a bad person. And, and people have talked about the end of Episode 7 where he was um, starting to break down emotionally a little bit because he, he was afraid of the way that he would be perceived in this. And I can see why he had that concern is because, yeah, he's a taskmaster. Yeah, he's a guy who's very driven and motivated, and he wants to get the best out of his teammates and out of himself. And the lengths that you go to through to do that, sometimes they're going to hurt people. Sometimes you got to bully people and push people around if you're going to be that driven and motivated. And he was afraid of how he was going to be perceived in this documentary. And you can see why now. Hey, Rod, before we let you go, we only got a minute left. Did you see ESPN's top 74 players in the 74-year history? Isaiah Thomas ranked number 31 behind John Stockton, Allen Iverson, and Steve Nash. Damn shame. What's your take on that in a minute? Steve Nash? Yeah. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Yes. Yep. They ranked them behind them. The Santa Clara Miracle. I I got nothing for you. you. Go back to what Jordan said, and this part was – um, I talked to Isaiah about this, and he said this was unbelievable. I had, to, I had to, to repeat this quote. Isaiah is the second best point guard behind Magic Johnson. If Jordan is saying that, that tells you about any other poll that has him anywhere beyond the top maybe 15 or so. That dude was a, was a monster in he a sure six-foot-one frame. Oh, yeah. That's it. Man, thanks for coming on with us, Rod. It's always good bitching around you. It's a fun time. Thanks, buddy. Anytime, man. guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, All right. Man. Rod Beard, Detroit News. Make sure you read him and that made me check happy. out his tweets as that well. That made me happy. There you go. That made me happy. See, I knew you would like talking yeah. to Rod today. That, that made me happy. I knew you were in a bad Thank mood. You. I was, let me, man. Let me, let me book. You want me to I book? Was. Want me to get Rico on next? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? <laughs> hey, thanks to David and Angel behind the glass. Stevie Mack putting the show together. We appreciate it. Rod Beard from the Detroit News. Hey, everybody. Smile, man. It, we're all in this together. Stick it out here on The Wrap. Tom Mazzaway, Clarence Black coming back right after this.